This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. The rich shot scores! Bergeron in the high slot. And the Bruins are up 2-0 on Tampa Bay. Blue line to Krejci. The backhand, the tip. Jimmy Hayes scores! And thus endeth the biblical drought. Jimmy Hayes with his second goal in 43 games. And welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I am your host, Jimmy Murphy. Justin Sullivan working the boards here on a Monday, final hour of the show. And we're going to talk some hockey with our good friend, Sean Hutchin. You can find his work on ESPNNH.com and some other outlets as well. I believe uh, the fourth period. Is that correct, Sean? Yes, that is correct. Thank you for uh, mentioning that, Jeff. Hey, no worries, my friend. No worries. And uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was excellent. Just excellent. Uh, one of the best I've had in a long time, and I uh, I hope you had a great one also. I did. I did. It was uh, nice and relaxing. It was just uh, mom and me. Uh, a lot of our family is away, so uh, yeah, we just cooked the turkey and the works at home and chilled out. It was uh, it was nice and relaxing, something I needed for sure, and then uh, watched a lot of football, so all was there good, go. and, and some hockey as well, too, so obviously the Bruins played that night. A rare Thanksgiving uh, night game. Now, the Bruins lose that one in Ottawa. looked really flat, continued to look flat against Calgary. And uh, they welcome in the Tampa Bay Lightning yesterday. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but, I mean, the way they've been playing, I did not expect them to walk out of TD Garden yesterday with a 4-1 victory. Uh, What was your take on this game, Sean? I I was expecting another flat uh, performance, actually, because uh, that's kind of what the team has been been doing uh, the last few weeks as you as a couple weeks anyway you know as you mentioned there were two games for sure two previous games they were really flat and mm-hmm. just seemed to play with no emotion and uh but to see them come out and and just really put the uh the pedal to the metal as they say and uh, come out and skate and, and use their speed and and move the puck and score four goals against tampa bay and only give up one that was a, a big win and and even for the standings because now uh, that win puts them three points behind Tampa Bay for third place in the division, as opposed to being five points had Tampa Bay won. Yeah, and you look at, at Tampa Bay, too. I mean, yeah, they don't have Steven Stamkos. I, I, I get it. Um, but they've proven time in and time again that they can just they can win without Steven Stamkos. In fact, they can make a Stanley Cup Finals without him. Um, so it, it, it's not like, you know— you can say, oh, well, the, the Lightning didn't have Stamkos, and that's why the Bruins won. This is, a, this is a real solid Lightning team, a team that I think, when all things uh, are said and done, will be competing for the Cup and will be you know, one of the final teams standing. Uh, so this, this is a good gut-check win to me for the Bruins. And I wonder, you know, based on their track record so far this season, can you see them harnessing the momentum there and going on a little run here, or is it going to be much of the same where, you know, you don't know exactly what you're going to get each game? Well, I think they can put a run together. I mean, especially this week alone should be a good, a good 
check to see if they can do that. I mean, they have Philadelphia on the road. Yeah. But uh, and Philadelphia's playing well, no no question about it. But I think the Bruins could win that if they play the same way or better uh, as they did against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina comes in later in the week, uh, and they're playing really well. They're kind of almost uh, one of the surprise teams. Actually, yeah. I think they are one of the surprise teams. But I think the Bruins could win that one. And, and then Buffalo comes in at the end of the week. Um, you know, they're they're kind getting, of having uh, some trouble. They're getting Jack Eichel I, back, though. So I was just going to say that, yeah, yeah, Eichel is coming back. But we'll have to see how, how will that ankle responds to coming back and playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think this could be a good week for the Bruins. Now, see, and that's the thing with these Bruins, right? I mean, on, on paper, it looks like, hey, this is a good week to gain a little steam. And then they'll just fall flat. And then you'll look at a week and say, they're going to get killed this week, and they'll go three and zero, right? I mean, <laughs> that's the way they've been. So true, yeah. But you know, <laughs> it, it's interesting. Um, we were saying earlier in the show, in the first segment, uh, Justin and I were talking about what happened in Florida uh, with Gerard Gallant getting relieved of his duties down there after their loss to Carolina. What a mess it is, too, the way it was it was handled there. But um, I mean, if you were looking and you were a betting man, right at the beginning of the season. Uh, would you, and you're thinking about coaches that, at the, and this is usually when the firings start to happen, right around American Thanksgiving. Um, I don't think I would have had Gerard Gallant being fired before Claude Julian. Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, especially with uh, the way Florida finished last season and finishing in the playoffs and one of the, the top scoring teams in the league, and, and they look to be uh, on that trajectory to be moving just right up the ladder. Uh, this year, you know, becoming contenders for the Stanley Cup, but yeah. uh, no, I agree. I was I was shocked, and uh, as you said, it was it was handled really poorly down there in Florida, and uh, it's a shame that uh, a good hockey man and a good coach uh, is out of work today. You look around at the league too uh, right now, if you don't mind, Sean, and I, I, I wonder, you know, who you think might be the next uh, head to roll in terms of coaches. Well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, first guy yeah. out of my mouth would be Capuano, but it seems like the guy's got nine lives. Like, he's never going to. He does. I, You know, I was going to say the same thing, but you're right. He does. Every time you, you say to yourself, well, he's going to get the ax now, um, Garth Snow, GM, gives him the, the seal of approval, and it's not the kiss of death. It's it's a real seal of approval. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, it, it's really difficult to say who it could be. Uh, I, You know, it may be out west. Um you know, Dave Tippett is a great coach. There's no question he's got a great record, but Arizona is just floundering under him. And uh, maybe they need a, a change behind the bench. Maybe they need a change in the room, and mm. he could be the one to go. Yeah, and there, I, I, I feel like, I don't know, I'll have to look it up and follow. I feel like there was some friction between him and management, too, when uh, the young kid took over, Chica, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just because, yeah. you know, they were going heavy towards analytics and he, he's sort of the opposite, which is clearly apparently what the situation was in Florida as well, where, you know, Gallant's more old school and they're going heavy on the analytics. So, yeah, that's a good call by you. That's something to watch. But getting back to the Bruins right now, um, Zidane Char skating on his own yesterday. Have there been any more updates on his condition as they prepare for the Flyers tomorrow? No, they really have. They they didn't uh, practice today. It was it was canceled, and uh, there was no media availability. So um, there was no word today on on how he is or if he skated. I would expect that he did skate, um, but of course, as you know, the Bruins can be very tight-lipped about things in that organization. So um, I, I have put out some feelers, but right now, nobody really knows if he did or not. But uh, it looks like he's getting closer to coming back, maybe sooner than expected, which would be good news for for the team. Do you have any, I mean, any 
Any guess? And we're not going to hold you to it of what it might be uh, that Char is suffering from. Uh, I had heard that it was. It could be. I won't say it is, but it could be uh, a knee, mm-hmm. um, a, a sprain. It could be a sprained knee or sprained ligament, which it takes two to four weeks usually to come back from. But with the condition he's in, it may only be two weeks. So who knows? I mean, don't quote me on that again. I'm just guessing. It's all speculation. Uh, but I've I've heard that it could be a knee. What what do you think so far? The way the defense has handled his absence, uh, and who to you has stepped up or maybe needs to step up going forward? I think they've done pretty well, I, I, especially yesterday. Um, you know, they, they they seem to have stepped up, and, and it looks to me uh, Kevin Miller has has been solid since coming back from his injury. Um, Tory Krug is taking over, and you know, a guy who gets criticized quite a bit. But in my my eyes, from what I see, he's playing maybe the best hockey of his career is Adam McQuaid. I mean, he mm. keeps it very simple. He doesn't, you know, he's not flashy. He's not going to pile up the points. He's, he will dish out some heavy hits, which are necessary, of course, from a big defenseman. Um, but he just does his job and does it well. And, again, he does it very quietly. And just from keying on him sometimes during his shifts, I'll just watch him and his partner. Uh, it looks to me like he's really stepped up and has taken a leadership role. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think he doesn't get enough credit, and obviously his contract kind of has an effect on that. Uh, but, hey, that's not his fault. We'd, we'd take it, too, if it was offered to us. But you mentioned Kevin Miller there. Uh, I noticed it yesterday during the game, um, and, and Jack mentioned it as well. Uh, I forget who was who was hit. He, somebody took a not, a, not a cheap shot. It was a clean hit, but a you know walk-the-line type hit there. And and Miller jumped right into his defense, and you know Jack said, "Look at that! I mean, there's a guy coming back. He's had some concussion issues. He's just you know acclimating himself back in the lineup. He goes right to bat for his teammate. Um, that to me is a good sign because if you recall in the preseason when Zarnik got hit by Gudas, there was no response. And None. when you see that, you know that's a good sign for defense that I think." Is it necessarily high in talent, and is it going to need to be uh, very high in chemistry and sticking up for each other? Oh, I agree. I totally agree, and that's that is necessary. It's, it's also necessary for uh, the team cohesiveness and, and the team bonding thing that goes on throughout the season. You know, they they see that, and and it just becomes a domino effect. One guy, the next guy, will stick up for someone who takes a cheap shot and just goes to, uh, right down the line. And um, yeah, it was great to see that yesterday, and I. I want to say it was uh, Colin Miller who took the hit. But, yeah. Uh, no, I think you're right. I, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. It was it was great to see Kevin Miller. He didn't even hesitate. He just went right in there and said, uh, you know, hey, we're not going to put up with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't think it was a cheap shot, but I kind of like. I'm I'm kind of the old school where why are these you know awesome hits being punished, but. I did like the I fact did. he's willing to uh, stick up for his teammate. Hey, uh, David Pasnick scores again there. And, I mean, here's a kid. He's, he's missed some games, you know, and you, you could easily understand if his rhythm got uh, got broken. But, I mean, he gets right back in there, and he's still on fire. Uh, what's been your take on him thus far this season? He's far exceeded my expectations already. I, I think, and he has said this, playing in the World Cup really helped him uh, get ready for the season. I think it really helped his confidence also. Um, you know, 13 goals. He's second in the NHL in goals, uh, just two behind uh, Sidney Crosby. So I think that the, the World Cup was great for him. And I also think he's just feeling much more comfortable with uh, in the room and on the ice and uh, in the city of Boston. He's 
it just even his English is much better than it was a year ago, two years ago, of course. And he's older, he's more mature, and uh, he's becoming a big part of the team. And then I, I, I forgot to ask you right off the bat. I mean, how did it feel to be, uh, you know, like under hell as it froze over yesterday? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> You're talking about Jimmy Hayes? Yeah. <laughs> I saw your tweet, yes. <laughs> Man, I mean, I, you know what? I mean, we can say we can ridicule him all we want, and he has not played the way he's needed to play, but it was nice to see him score, wasn't it? It really was. Yes, it really was. I mean, I've I've had the, the good fortune of watching him since he was 16 years old and, uh, you know, talking with him ever since then. I've, I've been a, a guy who was in his corner and, uh, it was. It was great to see him score that goal. It was great to see him throw that, uh, as he said, that elephant off his back. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was good. And and hopefully, you know, that's the start of of some uh, a good goal streak to come. One guy though that you know it's not getting a lot of attention, and he's really struggling right now. And um, he's starting to just seem like he was a couple years back. He's sort of not happy, and, and it's 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 taking its toll on his game is Spooner, and I'm wondering your thoughts on him right now and, and whether, you know, a few months from now, he will still be in a Bruins uniform. I agree. I, I, I've spoken with him a couple times, and, and he just seems to be kind of down. He's I don't sulking know, down on, big time. He, he, yeah, he is. He's, I don't know exactly what it is, and, of course, he's not going to come out and say, well, it's because of my playing time or I'm playing wing or I'm on the third line. I, I, think, I think it's all those things. Um, but he's getting power play time, and when he's out there, he's he's making plays and and setting up scoring opportunities and and picking up a few points here and there. But uh, yeah, I, I would be surprised. I know that after the season ended, he, his name came up in many trade talks. He mm-hmm. he was offered around the league, and um, we just see that he's you know obviously he's still in black and gold. But uh, I think that uh, there could be a team that will say, hey, you know what? He's a young kid. He's got great wheels. He probably should be a center. Uh, we've got room for him at center, so let's uh, let's make a deal and, and acquire him. You know, there was a di- the difference though last year when he, he went on that torrid stretch. Uh, if, I want to say it started right about now or maybe a little later, but he went on a, a really nice stretch there. Um, I think Krejci was out, right? So he was getting more uh, playing time. But the mm-hmm. difference to me was just the way he was keeping his head up and not sulking and not blaming the coach, which he had done in the past. He kind of taken mm-hmm. some sort of subliminal shots at, at Claude, and he he came out one time. I remember being at a game, and after the game, you know, people ask, "Hey, you're on a great tear right now," and and he can't. Nobody asked him about it. He came right out and credited Claude, and he said, "You know what? I needed that tough love. That's what got me through this, and that's what put me into the made me the player I am right now, and, and made me realize my potential." I don't see him saying that right now, and I see him sort of like falling back into that, feeling sorry for himself. And you know, the Bruins can't have that right now. They don't need that. They're they're a borderline playoff team. You don't need any of that around the dressing room. And that's why I wonder. You're right. I know too that he, you know, they were listening to offers. His name was thrown out there, and you know, it's it's no secret that the Bruins need defensemen. And they've been linked to maybe St. Louis or Arizona, both teams that could use a guy like Spooner. Mm-hmm. I wonder, though, is that going to hurt the way he's he's acting right now? You know, if the teams do their due diligence, they're going to say, yeah, that's great and all. We could use him, but we don't want a malcontent around, you know. And is that 
Is that something you think that could prevent a potential deal or prevent him turning around right now? Is, you know, are you worried that maybe he just sort of falls into that that slump because of his mental state? Yeah, I think it's all that. I think he's he's really in one of those catch twenty two situations in that if to, to get more, you know, he says, "Hey, uh, I need I need more ice time. I want more ice time. I, I really can't produce with more ice time." And and on the other side, you're being told, "Okay, that's great, but you need to play better to earn more more ice time." And so it's it's a it's a catch twenty two in that he'll go out there and play his ten, twelve, thirteen minutes and and make plays again and, and and do try to do what he can, but maybe he you know he feels well if I got closer to seventeen minutes, I'd have more time to do what I and show what I can do. You know, again, whereas coaching staff is saying, "Hey, we're giving you an opportunity." You take the ball, you run with it. So it is the catch-22, and other teams, like you say, they're watching this, and they're saying, you know what, he's got all the skills and, and the talent, but even when he goes and sits on the bench, he, he'll hang his head. It just looks like he's just totally despondent over everything, and, and I'm sure he's he's kind of depressed over the results that he's not getting and, and the whole situation, and it's kind of building up on him. And, yeah, when scouts see that, they're just kind of saying, well, let's just let's wait and see what happens. Yeah, and it's up to him. It really is. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I think it's definitely a situation to keep an eye on. Uh, this is a time now where teams realize what they have, what they need, what they don't have, and and, and start to uh, identify targets on the trade market. So I think Ryan Spooner is a, a player that could definitely get moved at some time. So we'll see what happens. Listen, my friend, always a good time talking to you. We'll get you on again down the line and. Uh, Happy holidays to you and yours, all right? Thank you very much, Jimmy. I really appreciate it. And happy holidays to you and yours and to everyone who's listening. All right. That is Sean Hutchin of ESPN New Hampshire joining us here on the Stretch Run. And uh, as we do all the time at this time on the Stretch Run on Mondays and Fridays, we are going to welcome on our man Gabriel Morenci in the next segment. Talk about the weekend that was in college football and NFL football. If I'm not mistaken, Gabe did pretty well. So we'll look at his picks and how they panned out and maybe get some picks for tonight, uh, the Monday night football game between the Packers and Eagles. So stay with us. We'll be back. For daily show updates, breaking sports news, plus contests out of info. Like us on Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on, as they put it on their Twitter feed today, a Motorhead Monday. We always play some Motorhead when we bring on our next guest. 
Join us right now. He's the man, Gabriel Morenci. Gabe, the game lived up to the hype, did it not? Well, first off, I don't know if I'm the man. Lemmy's the man. <laughs> you know, Lemmy was and always will be uh, the man. For sure. A man after my own heart. A man that liked to drink. A man that liked to rock hard and a man that liked to gamble. Yeah. As you know, he wasn't kidding about the Ace of Spades. <laughs> you know, Lemmy, Lemmy spent more time in slot machines and sleazy bars than he did on stage. And he spent a hell of a lot of time on stage over 40 years, let me tell you. Yeah, for sure, man. He was a legend for sure. Hey, listen, though, I mean, what a game. I was, uh, I had I had to watch the end of it on DVR because I, I had to uh, take my daughter out to the uh, movies. And actually, we ended up at Gillette Stadium hanging out there for a bit. Uh, but anyhow, it, it, it lived up to the billing. And, you know, look, I get all the stuff that's trickled down after the game and the complaints from Michigan. And I see their frustration. But this was a classic, and uh, I can't wait to next year's. Yeah, well, hopefully we don't have to wait till next year and somehow – they play again in the playoffs. Is Michigan's not out of this thing yet, Jimmy. This is one of these deals where, you know, like after a fight, you know, a huge prize fight or or a UFC event in which, you know, there has to be a rematch. It's one of those deals. Yeah. You know, and it you know, next year the hype will just be off the hook, obviously, if we have to wait till next year. I thought he was short, Jimmy. I really did. And I'll maintain that till the day I die. I thought he was short. I would accept the loss if it was if it was on the up and up, I just don't see how we got there. I don't know what the hell the problem is with how hard is it to spot a damn ball this week? You know, in the <laughs> NFL, collegially, we've had this problem. You got replay, and you still can't get it right. How do we not have uh, sideline cameras too, Jimmy, in college? Yeah, I'm with you. There's, there's, there's no side. There's no side angle. Yeah, you know, you got to go above, and it's tough with the perception of maybe with the forward motion did he get there? But as you stated, it can't erase from the fact, man. That that's you know. I'm not going to say it was the best college game I ever saw because it was kind of, you know, it was smash mouth for, for the most part. I still think that the best college game ever was that USC-Texas uh, uh, game. Oh, yeah. In the national yep, championship, yep, Vince yep. Young versus uh, Matt Leinert. It was a hell of a game. Yeah, that was the best college game I ever saw, but this was right up there. The stakes were so high. And can, can you believe, Jimmy, these two teams had never gone to overtime before? Well, you know, there wasn't the overtime rule in the old days, right? That's sort of modern now. So I guess that wasn't just shocking. But the fact that it never got to OT, the stakes were so high. And I can cry all I want about the, uh, about the blown call, in my opinion, which was. Uh, but the fact is, Ohio State battled back. It was fitting that it went to overtime. Michigan, Michigan dodged a bullet when the kid missed that chip shot field goal. Um, so they dodged the bullet. But, but as well, Jimmy, I mean, you know, Jim Harbaugh got flagged 15 yards for throwing his headset. Yeah. Like, how many coaches have thrown their headsets over the years? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Hundreds. I've never seen never seen a college coach once in my life or a pro football coach once in my life get a flag for throwing a helmet, and he threw the playbook once. I don't know if you saw, he had the papers, and he threw the book up in the air, and the papers went in the air, and, you know, he threw it. He broke the headset, actually. He threw it so hard. Uh, but... The, the the referee told him, I also do college basketball, and that's a technical in basketball, so I got to call you for that. Yeah. Like, we're not ridiculous. playing basketball. It's ridiculous. You know, like, uh, but, yeah, hell of a game, Jimmy. But let me let me just uh, get, repeat Get back to what you're saying, though, about how you think they can still make it, because I, I don't see how, Gabe. I want, like, I want them to. I just, I don't feel like it's going to happen. Well, this is, it's going to come to the committee. But, let, let, Jimmy, these playoffs are so new, okay? That 
everything's fallen into place. Everything's been pretty easy for these guys so far. Um, when, when we talk about this, mm-hmm. uh, but let, let's let, let's look. Basically, Clemson needs to lose. Okay, <laughs> yeah. long story short, uh, let's say Colorado beats Washington. Okay, I'm actually just in a Domino's right now, Jerry. This is this is real as it gets. Yeah, one uh, special to go. Well, yeah. Sorry, I got to get this order. Uh, one pepperoni. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> if I didn't do it now, I figured at least the pizza would be ready by the time the radio hits That's over. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I, love it. I was outside. Now, are, you, are you doing the like, delivery? Remember that commercial? What, the, um, don't drink and drive. They do the delivery. When he goes to the place, he's yeah, delivery. Now, can you give me a ride home? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to get a ride home or two or no? No, no. I'm in the neighborhood. Holy okay. crap. Yeah. So I have a choice. It's a little windy out here, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to be yelling in the middle That's of this okay, domino here right now. No, God <laughs> but, bless him. Tell him we say hello. <laughs> uh, but, but ultimately, you know what? Michigan covered the point spread, okay? <laughs> That's what I wanted to get to. Okay, but listen, the coaches poll, and I, I will admit, uh, I'm a little hungover now. I got blasted at the Great Cup last night, a real classic football game, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, so the coaches poll, the AP poll, uh, through two weeks, the – the committee's poll has mirrored it, okay? Okay. It's been the same. Michigan checking at five right now. They're one game out. Yeah. You know, they're, they're one loss. So, you know, they're basically, to me, this is where it gets confusing and complicated and very interesting. Ohio State, we all know, okay, Ohio State's not going to the Big Ten championship game. So Ohio State's sitting there. They're 11-1. You got Wisconsin and Penn State. I don't know how the Big Ten champion doesn't make the playoffs, Jimmy. You know, this this is a problem. Like, right. you know, like, well, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, the Big Ten champion has to make the playoffs. It's the best conference in football. So you're telling me that the champion of the best conference in football isn't worthy of being the final, in the Final Four? Now, the committee has stressed a couple of times, conference championships are good, but they're looking for the best team. And this is – so this is where it gets interesting. So let's say either Penn State or Wisconsin win the, the Big Ten championship, which one of them will. Mm-hmm. Michigan beat both of them. Like Michigan beat both those teams. Right. Okay. Let's say Colorado beat. Uh, let's say Colorado beats Washington. Okay. It, um, Michigan. They're the Pac-12 champions, and Washington's out. Then Colorado has two losses. They're the Pac-12 champion. Are you going to put them in, or are you going to put Michigan in? I'd put Michigan. Michigan beat Colorado by 17 points. I put Michigan, but I'm afraid that the committee is in love with putting a conference champion as opposed to. The more deserving team. I uh, know we're gonna we're gonna find that out. Well, if they are, then Ohio State should be screwed, right? Yeah, that's you know, they that, didn't that, win. exactly. They didn't win the championship. I know. Like I, you know, I don't like the playoffs, Jimmy. I don't like the format. And it's, it's and crazily enough, it was to mock the BCS. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, the BCS didn't really ever screw up. You know, I, I think mm. the committee could here. Either way, there's going to be some frustrated people. Because there's not room for everybody. There's not room for Alabama, the ACC champion, Ohio State, a Big Ten champion, and a Pac-12 champion. So expand They're it to eight. Getting in. So They're why not, not expand? In. So expand so, it to eight teams. Why well, that's what I'm saying. To me, what makes the most sense actually, or you make it to six, and it's face closed. It's very simple. Yeah. You don't win your conference championship. Tough. You're not in. Yeah. You know, they, they, that's as simple as that. You're not in. You don't win your conference championship. You're not in. And you have the five power conferences, and then you have your six wild card spot. Right. So, you know, your best American Athletic, Mountain West, uh, the wild card, whoever's the highest ranked team, 
between the San Diego States, the Boise's, the Western Michigans of the world. But to me, I know Western Michigan didn't play anybody, but if we're having a real playoff, they're twelve and zero. Yeah, they're there too, right? Yeah, you know they're the lowest seed. I mean, look look how exciting the the, the NCAA basketball tournament is uh, because we get these Florida Gulf Coast stories because yeah. we get these long shots, the Vermont Catamount, yeah, Loyola you know, Marymount. Yeah, you know, like we get these stories of these programs that get to match up and let's see them play head to head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's all skewed. Do I think Michigan's going to be there? No. Uh, but seeing that they're ranked fifth, like I said, if Clemson loses, Clemson loses to Virginia Tech, they're out. Yeah. Michigan's in. Yeah. Like it's as simple as that. Like Virginia Tech ain't going to the playoffs, even if they win the uh, the ACC uh, this week. So if Clemson loses, they're out. If, if Washington loses, I just let me reiterate: Michigan beat Colorado. So yeah, okay, you, you both have two losses, and we beat you. Well, I say we. I'm a Michigan fan, so <laughs> and, <laughs> and Michigan beat them. But so it's you know you're going to justify Ohio State getting in. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's interesting, Jimmy. I got to tell you, this thing's still wide open right now. Yeah, Not, there's no one that can definitively tell you. Oh yeah, yeah, these four teams will be in the playoffs. We don't know. We well, don't, what are they going to do? We do they, they respect, how much how much credit do they give the Big Ten champion between Wisconsin and Penn State? You know, and like I said, if Clemson loses to Tech, which they probably won't, but if they do, you never know. Well, that opens up a door. You if, ne- if Washington loses to Colorado, which is very legitimate, uh, that could happen. It opens up the door. Like so, Michigan's got an outside shot. I hear you, buddy. And let, let, let's stick with that. You mentioned Washington, Colorado. I agree with you. I mean, I, I think they at least cover that game. I think they're in that game. A lot of people looking at it saying, well, Colorado hasn't really been challenged. And, you know, they, they, they've they gotten by. But, you know, Washington's a whole different beast. I, I disagree. I think Colorado's a really solid team. And I think I think they could win outright. I got to walk. We'll walk it down later in the week, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they can play with them. They can play with them. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing with Colorado is, they're better in Boulder, okay? They're better mm-hmm. at home. They're better up there in the altitude, and it's 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 a legitimate home field advantage that they have up there. They're not quite the same football team when they're not on their home stadium. You know, and another thing, Jimmy, is I'm getting tired of losing money betting against the Washington Huskies, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I really am. Like uh, like it took it took about 30 seconds for me to realize I was on the wrong side oh, of that yeah. game against that Washington ugly, State huh? the other day, man. I'm with you. I was right there with you. That was ugly. That's my problem this year, Jimmy, to be honest. As much as I love college football, it's erratic, man. And I bet big money on these games. And I dug myself a hole on Saturday or Friday with the rivalry game. Friday rivalry games. Yeah. Not even the good rivalry games. Like, I lost on Toledo. <laughs> you know what I mean? I lost on Arizona You lost State on Nashua South. <laughs> yeah, the territorial cup. You know, like I love too. They, I'm watching the territorial cup. They got their little cup in, in, in like this, uh, in, in a case. Uh, they said the ESPN uh, wasn't even allowed to see it. Like they, they, they told them, no, no, nobody sees the cup. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, because it's all rivalry weekend. That's all everyone's talking about. Your stupid territorial cup. You know what I mean? Arizona and Arizona State. Yeah, good for you guys. Yeah. Have fun with that. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. Hey, yeah, what about uh, you, you look around, though? So the Big Ten, you got Penn State there. Wisconsin, what do you like? Who do you like? Wisconsin's in that- better. Wisconsin's a yeah. better football team than Penn State. I'm with you on that. I haven't seen the point spread yet, uh, Jimmy. And to be honest, normally, 
you know, I know the point spread before they're out, basically. <laughs> you know what I'm I, I guess my guesstimation is Wisconsin's favored by six, uh-huh. four to six. We'll have uh, uh, like, like check I said, out. I was at the Great Cup last night. By the way, over, I did a TV show today, and I came right here into a, to a Domino's after <laughs> o- overtime game last night in the Great Cup, huh? Yeah, overtime game, real, real classic. Actually, yeah, that was, is that the first overtime ever in the Great Cup? Is that no, what I heard? No, it's not the first one, but they're rare. Uh, they're rare. But what's amazing is the team came back from a 27-7 deficit. Wow. So Calgary Ottawa. came all the way back. They were 10.5-point favorites. Uh-huh. And like you, I struggled over the weekend a bit. I'm betting on bad NFL teams, too, which i got to stop. <laughs> like last Do not year touch when... the Packers tonight, Gabe. You have to yeah, promise well, us. You know, you know I'm on the Packers tonight. <laughs> They're getting four and a half. How can I refuse? <laughs> it's just, with the Packers deal, it's almost like, listen, I've lost with them four weeks in a row. <laughs> like, at this point, whatever. You know, I, I, I prefer it on a teaser tonight. I just don't think Philadelphia are worthy of being four-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Not, I, not I that it. I love it, but uh. last year, uh, you know, me and my buddies, we finished eighth place in the Las Vegas Super Contest. And the year before, I finished 31st at wow. 2,000 people. So it's been a couple of years in a row in which, man, I was just dominating the NFL. Like, literally and figuratively documented 62%. You know, 59%, 61%, which is very hard to do. And, you know, I was almost just cocky this year, coming into the year. You know, I'm like Carolina, man. I got a Super Bowl hangover, Jimmy. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, last year I was very adamant. I don't bet on bad teams. Right. I don't bet on I was like, yeah, I like the point spread, but ignore it. I don't like bad teams. Right. And this year I'm not listening to my own, you know, knowledge and advice of, Cincinnati are not a good football team. You know, Arizona are not a good football team. Uh, you know, it's not like, oh, they're good and they're going to turn it around. No, they're not good. Yeah. There's a reason why they aren't. We've officially arrived at a point of the season where you are what your record says you are. Yeah, I'm with you. And you look at that game tonight, though. I mean, we've talked about it, the, the love affair between the media and Aaron Rodgers. He loses this one tonight, Gabe. I they're going to have, I mean, the media is going to have no other choice but to finally call him out because he has not got enough criticism yet, but they're going to have to finally, you know, paint the real picture here. He is not what they said they, what he was, you know? Well, I don't, you know, there's only so much he can do. He's not, he's, you know, even though you look at his numbers from a fantasy perspective, he's putting up big numbers, but they're playing from behind. You know, they're down by 20 and they're playing, he's got a lot of garbage stats right now. He's a great quarterback. Uh, you, I do agree with you. And he's never gotten the criticism that he should get, that other quarterbacks get when they struggle. Yeah. I mean, last year he was terrible. And it was, well, Jordy Nelson's not there. Well, you know, Tom Brady's missing guys every week. You know what I'm saying? Hell, the Buffalo Bills, you know, anyone listening right now, name the Buffalo Bills starting wide receivers this year. <laughs> you know, besides, you know, Woods and Watkins. Like, seriously. You know, they're signing guys off the street, essentially. You know, we can go down the list. There's a lot of teams that have dealt with injuries. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's not like they didn't have any talent. So last year, Rodgers struggled. This year, he was okay. He wasn't great, but they were kind of they were winning games. He was okay. Right now, you can't blame him. You know, you can't. He's scoring almost every time they touch the ball, but he's getting worn out by the horrible defense. They're always trailing. His will seems to be broken. But then we get a little bit deeper, and I don't like getting into people's personal lives. 
but something's not right with this guy. You know, like it's you know a couple of years ago it was one teammate. Remember? Yep. Maybe who was it? Was it Finley or whoever the hell it was? Jennings. Yeah. You know, one of the former Packers, basically, and it was like sacrilege if you remember. One of the guys said, yeah, Aaron's kind of a jerk, and he's not really a good teammate. <laughs> you know? Yeah. People are like, what a loser. How can you even say this? That's Aaron Rodgers. Now, now that a couple of years have passed, Jimmy, if you notice, it's kind of a common occurrence now where guys that were with Rodgers who aren't now, when they're on it, basically say, yeah, you know, he's not. There's something off here with this guy. In yep. which, and the word is now, and it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. And I guess I don't talk about this stuff, but I'm not going to get into the fact about his brother. And I don't follow that crap. So I don't even know. I didn't even know his brother was on the bachelor and I'll watch the bachelor. Uh, but I hear he, you know, he hasn't talked to his parents in a couple of years now. He hasn't. Okay. So that's one thing. Fine. I'm not getting into anyone's personal life. All right. Right. But he doesn't talk to his teammates now. Yeah. So true. now it's, He's it's not reached a good to leader. a point where. He's he's not one of them. He's Aaron Rodgers and them. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those deals. Like, he's not, you know, the little things. He's not asking the old line how the kids are doing. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't care. You know, like, he's wearing headphones in the, in, in the locker room. It's about him and his hot girlfriend. And he's a celebrity. And he's not a football player. He's not one of the guys, basically. Mm-hmm. So when you're losing... You got to be that leader, right? That's like now is like whether you like it, Aaron. No, you know you probably don't want to go out and drink beers with the old lineman in a dump place and eat chicken wings with them. <laughs> you know you probably don't want to do it, but it might help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one of those deals where you got to be in it together. And I think there's the word out of Green Bay is now it's a sinking ship, and Rogers ain't really saying much. Like he's never stepped up into the room. He sort of, the game's over, and he snakes out the back, and that's that. <laughs> you know, there's no, you know, you know, I got this, guys, you know, and taking taking control of the room. I'm not in the room. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm pretending to be Peter King here. Uh, but I do read a, lot, read a lot of stuff, and it's where there's smoke, there's fire. It's not just one guy saying no, I know. There's a lot of people that are saying, Rogers just is not very good in the room. He doesn't talk to anybody. Hey, I think I got the solution here as we speak, Gabe. I think Rogers needs to call a hungover trip down to Domino's to cure all. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? Greasy pizza has never never hurt. It, it can't hurt, right? It, it cannot hurt. That is the solution for the Green Bay Packers, a trip to Domino's. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping it, it, it's my solution. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, listen, buddy. All right, so you, you're you're liking the uh, the Packers though with the with the points, not necessarily to win, but with the points tonight. Yeah, I'm not going to take the money line, but give me the Green Bay Packers plus the four and a half points. You like I'll the over game? Yeah, I'm going to tease it to the over. I'm a little bit suspect tonight. Philadelphia's offense isn't great. Yeah, you know they're pedestrian. They score 24 points a game. Uh, they got a good defense. Only give up 18 points a game. We've seen the last four teams that have played against this Packers defense has absolutely shredded them. Uh, can Carson Wentz, man, Captain checked out. I haven't seen somebody dump it off so much since Trent Edwards was a Buffalo Bill. But uh, so Wentz chucks it down all the time. You know, the kid completes 26 passes, but then ultimately, you know, there's 168 yards. There's going to be opportunities there. I imagine the game gets there to the over, but I think it's going to be a battle. I don't think it's one of these wide-open track meets that we've seen the Pack play in the past couple of weeks. Uh, but I do like uh, I do like the Packers plus the four and a half, and uh, I'm going to take a shot uh, with a Packer seven point teaser to the over 
and a couple of prop bets that I like. It's actually been six straight games, six straight weeks that Aaron Rodgers has thrown more than 25 and a half completions. Okay. So the prop tonight is 25 and a half. Um, and six, six straight games, actually. They, they just have a running back, so they're not going to run the football. So they're going to be throwing the ball. I like that prop a lot. And Carson Wentz's prop is 22 and a half completions. Similar situation. The Philadelphia Eagles don't really run the football very well. You know, I think there'll be a lot of dinking and dunking. The, the Packers secondary is their vulnerability. And it's actually been four consecutive games. The Wentz has gone over 22 and a half completions. So a couple of props to catch my eye there. And I like over four and a half sacks. Awesome, buddy. You appreciate it. Listen, enjoy your pizza, my friend, and we will talk to you on Friday, all right? It's always a pleasure, Jimmy. Oh, our pleasure too, buddy. That is Gabriel Morenci joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Live from Domino's. <laughs> Live from Domino's. There we go. We will be back for one more segment here on a Monday. Stay with us. We're going to hit you like a flash of lightning, just like a bad boy would. Make your name. the stretch run with jimmy murphy stay tuned for the right time with bomani jones only here on espn new hampshire radio Death Metal to close the show out here on a Monday. Jimmy Murphy, your host here to Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Justin Sullivan working the boards. Another classic segment from uh, Gabriel Morenzi. I hope he's enjoying a nice greasy. Hope he's enjoying the Domino's. Domino's pizza. Cheesy bread. All of it. Yeah. Cheesy bread would be. You know really I'm gluten right free, so I, I can't do <laughs> yeah. Domino's. Well, they have gluten free pizza, but it's 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 like. It's the worst yeah. free pizza I've ever had in my life. It's it's like rubber. It's the worst thing in existence. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. But uh, hey, we looked at our standings for our yeah. NFL picks, Justin. We're both seven and six heading into tonight. The problem is we both got the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, minus four over the Packers. Uh, so that means we're gonna have to do the over under, and the over under is forty seven. Now I'm gonna ask Good. you. What are you, are you liking, over or under? I'm liking under. I, okay, good. I like over. Good. So that works perfect. So we <laughs> don't right. have to pick a number or any of that. I'm, I'm liking the under because everything Gabe just said, it sounds like that, you know, the Eagles 
like you said, the offense is pedestrian. It's okay. You know, it's not good. It's not fantastic. I'm thinking a, you know, 24-21 game, something okay. on that low end there. So there we go. You got the uh, under. I've got the over. And that settles that. We yeah. shall see what happens with that. But uh, I want to thank all our guests today. Uh, Coach McDonald from UNH. Big win. Good luck to them. Big win. Good luck to them this coming Saturday at James Madison. Uh, I want to thank Eric Edholm of Yahoo. Uh, Cole Wright, NFL Network. Chris Forsberg of ESPN.com. Sean Hutchin of her own ESPNNH.com. And, of course, Gabriel Morenci. And thanks to you, Justin. Great job as always, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow here on a Tuesday. We have a full week again. Oh yeah, back in the swing back of things on here. Terms here. Back in the swing. Enjoy the football tonight. Enjoy the Celtics. We'll talk to you tomorrow here in the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. I went from